you're truly going to be evaluating your candidates based on the interview and hiring process and really want to be considering candidates based off of their qualifications, you know, without the stigma from an arrest record. Are you a business leader looking for strategies and tactics to help you navigate leadership and HR challenges as you scale? Each week on While We Were Working, we bring you our 35 plus years of experience doing exactly this for companies just like yours. For more game-changing HR and leadership insights and to connect with us, check us out at whilewewereworking.com. Hey, what's going on? This is episode 20 of the While We Were Working podcast. As always, joined by my host, Summer Keetron. Say hey, Summer. Hi, Joey. Hey, everybody joining us today. Hey, and this is Joey Price, your other host. This week, we've got some fun topics for episode 20. Wow, I can't believe 20 episodes. Uh, But this week, we're talking about the metaverse retail it's heating up and there's a forbes article that will show you how your small business can benefit and we're going to talk tackle the tough topic of background checks and can you do a background check before an offer is made so summer let's go ahead and jump into our usual high low buffalo and tell the people what it is Super excited to do so. Well, I'd love to kick this off by first just sharing a little bit, if you haven't joined us before, what Hilo Buffalo is, because it does sound a little strange. Uh, but it's really just a fun opportunity to share a little bit of the high of low and the buffalo just being anything completely random. We do this internally with our Jumpstart team and also with several of our clients that are in a remote or hybrid workforce. And it really just provides um, a really easy and fun opportunity to learn a little bit more about each other and our team. So let's go ahead and get it started. Let's do it. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So just I'll, I'll be fast because I'm, I'm excited to hear yours, Joey, but my high is, you know, it's officially spring. Um, I love it's April, like things are starting to, um, you know, really warm up here. And so spring cleaning is in full effect. So there's just something really, I don't know, just it feels so good to get everything in order and then just get things out that you don't need anymore. It's like just, just a really fun thing for me to do. Um, the low, oh my gosh. So for those of you that don't know, I'm out here in California and um, watching interest rates climb and the housing shortage that already existed, but kind of the frenzy that has started with people who are like, oh my gosh, if I don't buy now, then it's going to cost more later. So it's kind of turned into this really like really wild environment. And I only mention it because I've been like thinking, okay, it's my time to buy a house. Um, but it's, it's, yeah, I'm not so sure it's gotten a little nuts out here. Um, and then my Buffalo, um, for those of you that don't know, April 5th, it is national deep dish pizza day. And I must say, if there was any pizza that I would say is the absolute best deep dish, it is Lou Malnati's classic pizza from Chicago. 
Oh, you're a Lou, you're a Lou Malnati's. Ah. Uh, why? Wow. <laughs> why? You have a better one, Joey? Well, so it's a argument among friends. Uh, Manatis versus I'm a Giordano's guy. So, uh, and I know Sherm does conferences in Chicago. So whenever it's there again, we have to settle this. We have to do a blind, a blind taste test. So last episode, we talked about blind hiring. I think we need a blind deep dish pizza test. Uh, Oh man. So we can. I'm I'm definitely up for that. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) Cool. Yeah, that, that sounds fun. But Joey, I'm curious to know, uh, what is your high-low buffalo for the week? I'll, I'll go from the, the bottom up, just like last episode. So today is also National Librarian Day. April 5th is National <laughs> Librarian Day. And I had to think about, you know, what are some of the things that impacted me the most in my life and my journey? And it's books. So... Um, Maybe you don't get to thank a librarian today because you're not in a library today. But maybe, you know, tag on social media, tag us on social media with the book that motivated you or inspired you over the years. I can think of a few. Um, so maybe I'll share those on social media today as well. But, uh, that's what I have for Buffalo. Um, my low is that, uh, you know, these allergies. So it's actually kicking my butt. And uh, this is a season where I live in an area that's very heavily forested. And so the um, trees are blooming, um, flowers are budding, but that means that pollen is in the air. Um, so you can't see the red in my eyes right now, but it, it's a thing. Uh, and then my high, I have a lot, Summer, but we're, we're trying to keep it short. I'll say I'm starting, um, I'm taking boating lessons this weekend, and that's exciting. So I'm going to learn to uh, drive and steer and navigate a boat. Uh, last year, I got my boating license. This year, I'm taking these courses so that I can uh, dock in and dock out and take care of a boat. And maybe, you know, this summer, I'll go out and actually purchase a boat. So moving forward in my boating adventure... And so those are, that's my high low Buffalo. That's really exciting. Well, you'll have to keep us posted on that because uh, it sounds like an amazing adventure. And I feel like every time we do this, I learn a little bit more about you. I mean, you know, we just tackled, you know, the, the pizza and now we've got like, you know, the great pizza challenge of 2022 um, and then learning, you know, a little bit about what you do outside of work. I think it's always great. And just another reason why I love this activity. And even, you know, when we do it with our greater team. Yeah, absolutely. And um, it really boils down to me just going to the places that have the least amount of trees. So there's no uh-huh. out in the water. well long long story short and i I think we'll have to take this one offline but one of my first major purchases when i was a young adult was actually a boat Mm -hmm. um i didn't get to take lessons i just kind of got out there on the lake and said like i'll figure it out and um lessons would have been very beneficial because certainly getting that boat back on uh, the actual trailer proves to be a little more difficult than it looks oh my goodness yeah yeah, we'll chat. We'll chat. We'll take it offline. We'll take it offline. <laughs> cool, cool. Let's jump into while we were working. And um, this is a space that I am very curious and excited about. Um, we're covering a Forbes article from Catherine Erdley. 
And she talks about, uh, it's titled, The Retail Metaverse is Heating Up. Here's how small businesses can benefit. And so with while we were working, we covered topics that you may not have been aware of because you've been working. Mm-hmm. Um, but the metaverse is, you, you hear about Facebook changing its name to Meta and they're wanting mm-hmm. to help you build this online world. And as much as we like to think that it's for the gamers, it's for the people who want to spend their leisure time in spaces, there is mm-hmm. actually commercial value for um, the metaverse. Um, and so this article goes on to mention things like digital hangouts and um, augmented reality, which can allow you if you're a, let's say you're a candle maker. Uh, this is a pretty stupid one, but like, let's say you're a candle maker and you want to show how beautiful your candle will look on somebody's shelf or on their work desk. They could take their phone and see an artificial image of your candle like mm-hmm. right on the desk, right over wherever they want it to be. Um, so there are a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, implications here. Um, before I go on my soapbox though, Summer, do you have any thoughts, questions, curiosities? Because I could talk about this for the whole episode. So rein me in a little bit and, and talk about your side of it. And um, I'll try to put an HR spin on it on the other side of your thoughts too. Well, I'm glad that you're pumped to talk about this, Joey. I had a feeling that you would be. And, you know, when I started thinking about uh, the metaverse and, you know, small businesses, I thought, well, gosh, this isn't isn't an area that I'm super savvy about. I know it's been an interest of yours, but it also made me think about there's probably quite a few others that aren't really, you know, kind of up to date with, know what's going on why it's important and um, again you know when i think about the greatest topics for us to discuss it's you know calling attention to if there was a small business owner who was really only you know paying attention to our show for um, what they should be keeping their eyes on i want to make sure that like we're calling their attention to these types of things and so um Maybe you can kind of start by um, sharing your thoughts on where you see this potentially headed in the next 10 or so years. Because I think um, in this article, uh, Facebook had been quoted as saying, you know, they, they really think it's going to take about like 10 to 15 years for like products to be fully realized. And, you know, that being um, this augmented reality um, where you know people can try on these products all the way through that being the first part of the transaction to actually being able to purchase them and then them arriving at their home without even setting like foot in the store. So maybe you can share your thoughts, Joey, on where you think this could potentially go. Yeah, I'll share where I think it's going to go. And of course, Summer knows me that I love like shiny objects. But this is one shiny object that I'll have discipline on, but I do have ideas for how it applies to Jumpstart. But the first thing I'll say from an HR perspective is that um, this could be, you know, low, low hanging fruit is an opportunity for you to interview candidates and even have them try, um, you know, interview them in real time in a space that's not quite Zoom, not quite in person, but it's a way for you to even get them to show their personality by way of meeting their mm-hmm. avatar and connecting with them maybe for informal mm-hmm. um, another aspect 
is uh, training and development. Um, uh, there is a copier company um, that has been training in uh, virtual reality for quite some time. But for for jobs that have uh, mundane tasks or routine goals, I could think of like putting on a headset for kids in, in vocational colleges and teaching them how to do oil changes or mm -hmm. how to repair tires or whatever the case may be. And so you are able to create simulations where, I mean, it's, it's low cost because you don't have to go through the materials of like buying a new tire, buying more oil, whatever the case may be. Um, so training is one area. Um, team fun. I mean, uh, I get on my Oculus with one of my friends and we do the virtual top golf and we just hang out and talk. And that's pretty cool. Because I think that's enough to, to chew, chew on. Um, so interviewing, training, and uh, team team building, team collaboration, team fun um, are some spaces mm -hmm. that I could see uh, the metaverse really having having mm -hmm. an effect. Um, but also in the article they mentioned about like digital hangouts. So okay. you can create a branded space in the metaverse for your team to hang out. So. Uh, one of the things that we will do is create a space in uh, in the metaverse where you can do like virtual bean bags and um, throw darts and all this stuff. Mm -hmm. We can hang out, um, but yeah, those are those are some of my thoughts on on this space. I appreciate you sharing. When I think about you know kind of the big picture and and why small businesses want to be paying attention to this is because when I think about you know what internet. Um, iPhone, what mobile devices as a whole have done to e-commerce, it's totally transformed the way that we interact with like retailers specifically, um, many brands and, um, you know, how we work, shop and live. So, you know, if you're a small business and, you know, thinking, well, the metaverse, it's too far on the horizon, it's too expensive, it's too, it's still too big of an idea for us to try. You know, I, I think really small businesses, in my opinion, are in the best position of any to be able to move swiftly to start to take steps um, as necessary because... For example, a small business, you know, you mentioned the Campbell Company. When I think about the opportunity that um, this platform has to grow a business and for them to kind of extend their reach, I think there's a huge opportunity here. And, you know, we talk about 10, 15 years down the road. I think we're going to look back and say, hey, remember when? We used to always have to go into the store to, you know, see, you know, whatever it was. Um, I think we're going to look back on it and realize that, you know, and I kind of compare it to the iPhone, Joey, you know, like before iPhone, like how did you do the things that you do now? I think we're going to look at it and it's going to totally transform our lives in that same type of way. Definitely. As you were talking, I, I was like, well, how old is the iPhone? And it's really only, um, it's about 15 years old. Uh, when you think about Facebook or I guess Meta's, uh, planting their flag on the ground and saying, we're going to, we're going to lead the way on this. And we don't expect mm -hmm. to be a main, a, a major player until 10 years from now. You know, if we were to look back at the first iPhone 15 years ago, what it was capable of, 
and what it's capable of right now. I mean, mm-hmm. technology changes so much. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see for sure. It will be. And, and one of my parting thoughts to kind of put this, you know, put this into perspective is if you were a business and you had a 10 to 15 year heads up that there was going to be an iPhone and that there was going to be apps and you could build um, a mobile app to, you know, help, um, help interact and or sell, you know, directly to your consumer. Like, wouldn't you want to start working on it now? Uh, I'm saying yes. Um, so I, I look at this as kind of, you know, the heads up uh, to start the race if you're a small business and taking the necessary steps um, to move in that direction. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. All right. Now we're going to jump into Consultant's Corner. And this is where we tackle tough topics that we are seeing in our uh, clients, uh, questions that you all are reaching out to us and asking. Um, if you have a question, by the way, you can reach out at hello at jumpstart-hr.com. Mm-hmm. And this week, we are talking about background checks. And mm-hmm. the question of the day is, can I conduct a background check before an offer is made to a candidate? Mm-hmm. What do you think, Summer? Yes. Well, really interesting question. This one actually came up in a recent meeting that we had with one of our clients who came to us and they were looking for support uh, on a wide variety of recruiting, but compliance initiatives as well. And as we started to have conversations with the client and they said that, you know, they're conducting their background checks and, um, and then, you know, either clearing or not clearing that individual, Um, you know, we started to talk about, um, you know, if what they are doing is first legal, um, and even if it is why there might be some good reasons for improving that practice. So, you know, first wanted to, you know, provide a little bit of insight into, um, the legal aspects. So from federal law standpoint, there's no federal law prohibiting companies from conducting background checks before an offer is made. But that's a big, but 37 States um, have passed a ban the box legislation and many States actually have restrictions And California is one of them uh, that actually says that you must make a contingent offer before you do that background check. So, Joey, do you want to talk a little bit about what a contingent offer like looks or sounds like? Yeah. So contingent offers have language in them that say, we are going to give you this job mm-hmm. pending the results of a successful background check or pending mm-hmm. the results of successful reference check or mm-hmm. pending something. So, right. and sometimes um, in, a con- in the contracting world, in the government contracting space, it could be, we're going to give you this job pending the fact that we get this work, right? right. So, um, a contingent mm-hmm. offer is basically like mm-hmm. saying, you are on the fast track to get this opportunity and we are mm-hmm. guaranteeing it to you. The only things that may derail, defer, or prevent mm-hmm. you from getting this opportunity Mm-hmm. is if something happens in these mm-hmm. areas. Uh, right. So that's what a contingent offer is. 
Yes, and sometimes they're referred to as a conditional offer. Uh, so conditional and contingent are really just used uh, interchangeably. And the reason that I wanted to talk about this is because let's just say that you're doing business in a couple of states. Um, or maybe you're just doing business in a state that actually doesn't have a specific restriction on doing the background check uh, before the offer is made. Truly best practice regardless, uh, in my opinion, is to do this contingent offer. And the reason that I say that is because you're truly going to be evaluating your candidates based on the interview and hiring process. And you know, when I started to have conversations with this business owner on why that's my, you know, why that's my recommendation and, and why that's something that we support, it's because, you know, we really want to be considering candidates based off of their qualifications, you know, without the stigma from an arrest record. And, you know, if they've proven that they have the education and experience to be successful, I think that they deserve a chance. I do too. I too. There's and there's a lot of um, work going on in the equity space uh, and the mm-hmm. uh, returning workforce space that mm-hmm. uh, you should take a look at if you're interested in, in these topics. Um, mm-hmm. and, and another thing with with the contingent offers is that it helps protect your your business, right? So mm-hmm. you could get into a bit of trouble if you and uh, some awkward conversations. If you give an offer that is not contingent and then Mm -hmm. somewhere along the lines, you realize, uh oh, we shouldn't move forward with this candidate. Mm -hmm. Well, if you've, you know, promised this salary to this person, then, you know, that could, that could trigger a lot of different things. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the least of your concerns being that awkward conversation about, Hey, Mm -hmm. can't move forward. Um, so you want to just make sure you're doing the due diligence to protect your business and um, protect your your potential candidate. So mm-hmm. definitely consider those contingent offers. If you need help with uh, the language around that, you can reach out to us. Um, Summer, any other thoughts on contingent offers? No, I think we've we've covered this one pretty quickly. I mean, certainly we could do a whole episode on you know some of the legislation and you know what you can or can't in some states um, base your hiring decisions off of. But I think that's really best left for consultation with our team. Uh, but certainly, uh, if anybody has any other specific questions, um, something they'd like to know more about, um, hit us up. Um, hello, jumpstart-hr.com, and we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, we would love to hear from you. Uh, Summer, I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. We've had 20 <laughs> episodes now, so that's a bit of a celebration. They say that uh, a lot of podcasts uh, drop off after uh, or don't even make 20 episodes. So are there any topics that you really enjoyed covering thus far or people that you've enjoyed on the show? Let's let's pause and celebrate a little bit for uh, for the 20, 20 episodes. Well, I certainly hope that you're not actually asking me to pick a favorite because um, in terms of, of topics and episodes, I really enjoy speaking about, you know, anything that's in the news and, you know, also sharing our solutions and consultants corner. You know, I've loved having some of our guests on. I think they bring, you know, really great different energy and insight 
I'm definitely looking forward to more of that in our next 20 plus episodes. But yeah. how about you? Well, um, I'll, I'll pick some favorites just because um, I want people to, to go back and take a look at some of the ones we've done on burnout. Uh, I think we covered it in like one of the first or second episodes and then we revisited it uh, because it's such an important topic, um, mm-hmm. mental health. So our conversations on burnout have, have been really impactful. And um, mm-hmm. I loved the episode with you and Maria where I didn't have to do anything. You all <laughs> carried the show so well. Uh, so that was fun. And it was on International Women's Day. Uh, of all day. So that was perfectly timed. Um, I don't know if we did that on purpose, but uh, it worked out. (laughs) It worked out. It worked out. So um, yeah, 20 episodes down, 2000 more to go. Uh, Super excited. For those of you that are listeners, uh, we'd love to hear from you. So shout us out, tag us, let us know where you're tuning in from. And uh, as always, we'll create great content week after week to help you become a better leader of people in your small business. And uh, until next episode, we'll see you soon. So have a great week. Thanks, everybody. See you next time. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode. Got more questions? Then make sure you check out whilewewereworking.com for more tips and resources. Or shoot us a message on social media. See you next week.